Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, by Hamadpant, a modern rendering by Monica Pinakanda. Guru Chapter 7 Baba's Actions Were a Mystery Baba knew all yogic practices. He was well-versed in the six processes, including Dauti Yoga, the removing and cleaning the intestines, Kandana Yoga, the separating his limbs and rejoining them, and Samadhi, advanced state of consciousness. If you think he was a Hindu, he looked like a Muslim. If you think him to be Muslim, he looked like a pious Hindu. No one knew whether he was a Hindu or a Muslim. He celebrated the Hindu festival of Ramanavami with all due formalities and at the same time permitted the sandal procession of the Muslims He encouraged wrestling bouts in this festival and gave good prizes to winners. When the Hindu festival Gokul Ashtami came, he had the Gopal Kala ceremony duly performed, and on Eid, the Muslim festival, he allowed Muslims to say their namaz, their prayers, in the masjid. Once during the Moharum festival, some Muslims proposed to construct a taubut, which is a Muslim religious symbol, in the masjid. Keep it there for some days and afterwards take it in procession through the village. Baba allowed the tabu to stay for four days and on the fifth day removed it from the masjid without the least compunction. If we say he was a Muslim, his ears were pierced according to Hindu fashion. If you think he was a Hindu... He advocated the practice of circumcision, though according to Nana Saheb, who observed him closely, he was not circumcised. If you call him Hindu, he lived in a masjid. If Muslim, he always had a duni, a sacred fire, and things which are contrary to the Muslim religion, such as grinding on the handmill blowing the conch, ringing of bells, offering to the fire, bhajans, giving of food, and worshipping Baba's feet with water. If you think he was a Muslim, the best of Brahmins, 
leave aside their orthodox ways and fell prostrate at his feet. Those who went to make inquiries about his nationality were rendered speechless and were captivated by his darshan. No one could describe definitively whether Sai Baba was a Hindu or a Muslim. This is no wonder, for he who completely surrenders himself to the Lord by getting rid of egoism and body consciousness becomes one with him and has nothing to do with questions of caste or nationality. Such a person was Sai Baba who saw no difference between castes or human beings. He took meat and fish with fakirs, but did not grumble when the dogs touched the dishes with their mouths. Such a unique and wonderful incarnation was Sai Baba. On account of the merits in my past birth, I had the good fortune to sit at his feet and enjoy his blessed company. The joy and delight I derived was incomparable. In fact, Sai Baba was pure consciousness and ananda, bliss. I cannot sufficiently describe him, his greatness, or uniqueness. He was established in his own self. Many sannyasis, renunciates, sadhakas, spiritual practitioners, and all sorts of men aspiring for liberation came to Baba. He walked, talked, and laughed with them, and always uttered, Allah Malik, God is one. He never liked discussion or arguments. He was always calm and controlled, though irritable at times always preaching Vedanta. Until the end, nobody knew who Baba was. Both princes and poor people were treated alike by him. He knew the innermost secrets of all, and when he gave expression to them, all were surprised. Although he was a repository of all knowledge, he feigned ignorance. He disliked honor, such were the characteristics of Baba. Though he had a human body, his deeds testified to his godhood. Everyone in Shirdi considered him to be the Lord incarnate. Baba's Miracles Fool that I am, I cannot describe Baba's miracles. He had almost all the temples in Shirdi repaired. Through Tatya, the temples of Shani, Ganapati, Parvati, the village deity, and Maruti were put in order. Baba's charity was remarkable. The money he used to collect as dakshina offerings was freely distributed, 20 rupees to some, 15 or 50 to others every day. The recipients received this as charity, and Baba wished that it be used properly. People immensely benefited by having Baba's darshan. Some became healthy and hardy. 
wicked people were turned into good ones. Leprosy was cured in some cases. Many had their desires fulfilled. Some blind men had their sight restored without any drops or medicine being put in their eyes, and some who were lame were able to walk. No one could see the limit to Baba's greatness. His fame spread far and wide, and pilgrims from all directions flocked to Shirdi. Baba always sat near the Duni, the sacred fire, and in meditation, sometimes going without a bath. He used to tie a white turban on his head and wear a clean cloth around his waist and a shirt on his body. This was his dress in the beginning. He started practicing medicine in the village, examining patients and giving medicines. He was always successful and so became famous as a doctor. A curious case is narrated here. One devotee's eyes were quite red and swollen. No doctor was available in Shirdi, so some devotees took him to Baba. Other doctors would use ointments, collyrium, cow's milk, and camphorated drugs in such cases. But Baba's remedy was quite unique. He pounded some nuts and cardamom together and made two balls, put one on each eye of the patient, and wrapped a bandage around the eyes. Next day, the bandage was removed, and water was poured in a stream over the eyes. The inflammation subsided, and the pupils became white and clear. Though the eyes are very delicate, the remedy caused no irritation, but instead removed the disease of the eyes. Many such cases were cured, and this is only one instance. Baba's Yogic Practices Baba knew all the processes and practices of yoga. Two of them are described here. Doughty Yoga Every third day, Baba walked a considerable distance from the masjid to the well near the banyan tree, washed his mouth, and had a bath. On one occasion, he was seen to vomit out his intestines, clean them inside and outside, and place them on a tree for drying. There were people in Shirdi who actually saw this and have testified to this fact. Ordinary doughty is done with a moistened piece of linen, three inches wide and 22 and a half inches long, This piece of cloth is gulped down the throat and allowed to remain in the stomach for about an hour and a half and then taken out. But Baba's doughty was quite unique and extraordinary. Kandana Yoga In this practice, Baba removed the limbs from his body and left them at different places in the masjid. Once, a gentleman went to the masjid and saw Baba's limbs lying around in separate places. 
He was terrified. His first thought was to run to the village officers to inform them Baba had been murdered and hacked to pieces. But he feared he would be held responsible as he was the first informant and knew something of the affair. So he kept silent. But next day, when he went to the masjid, he was very much surprised to see Baba healthy, hearty, and as sound as before. He thought that what he had seen the previous day was only a dream. Baba had practiced yoga since his infancy, and nobody knew or guessed the proficiency he attained. He charged no fees for his cures and became renowned and famous by virtue of his merits. He restored health to many poor people and suffering people. This famous doctor of doctors cared not for his own interests, but always worked for the good and welfare of others. Though he suffered unbearable and terrible pain many a time in the process. One such instance I give below which will show the all-pervasive and most merciful character of Sai Baba. Baba saves child through his duni. In the year 1910, Baba was sitting warming himself near his duni on the Diwali holiday. He was pushing firewood into the duni, which was burning brightly. A little later, instead of pushing logs, Baba pushed his arm into the duni. His arm was burned immediately. Madhava and Shama watched this happen. Immediately they ran to Baba, and Madhava clasped Baba from behind by his waist and pulled him backwards forcibly, then asked, Deva, why have you done this? Then Baba came to his senses and replied, The wife of a blacksmith at a distant place was working the bellows of a furnace when her husband called her. Forgetting that her child was on her waist, she got up hastily, and the child slipped into the furnace. I immediately thrust my hand into the furnace and saved the child. I do not mind my arm being burned. I am glad that the life of the child is saved. Baba refuses doctor treatment for his burn. On hearing the news of Baba's arm being burned, Nana Saheb rushed to Shirdi, accompanied by the famous Dr. Parmanand of Mumbai, with his medical kit consisting of ointments, lint, and bandages. He requested Baba to allow Dr. Parmanan to examine the arm and dress the burn wound. This was refused. Ever after, the burned arm was then dressed by the leper devotee, Bhagoji Shinde. His treatment consisted of massaging the burned part of Baba's arm with ghee and then placing a leaf over it and wrapping it tightly with bandages. Nana Saheb asked Baba many a time to unfasten the bandages and get the wound examined, dressed, and treated by Dr. Parmanand, with the intent for it to heal quickly. Dr. Parmanand himself 
made similar requests, but Baba put it off, saying that Allah was his doctor and did not allow his arm to be examined. Although Dr. Parmanan's medicines did not see the light of day in Shirdi, he had the good fortune of having Baba's darshan. Only Bhagwaji was allowed to treat the arm daily. After some days, the arm healed and everyone was happy. Still, we do not know whether any trace of pain was left or not. Every morning, Bhagwaji went through his program of loosening the bandages, massaging the arm with ghee, and tightly bandaging it again. This went on to Baba's samadhi. Baba, a perfect siddha as he was, did not really want this treatment, but out of love to his devotee, allowed Bhagaji's service to go on uninterrupted. When Baba started for Lindi, Bhagaji held out an umbrella over him and accompanied him. Every morning when Baba sat near the post close to his duni, Bhagaji was present and started his service. Bhagaji was a sinner in his past birth. He was suffering from leprosy. His fingers had shrunk His body was full of pus and smelling badly. Though outwardly he seemed so unfortunate, he was really very lucky and happy, for he was the premier servant of Baba and had the benefit of his company. Baba suffers for his devotees. I shall now relate another instance of Baba's wonderful Leela, Mrs. Kaparde was staying at Shirdi with her young son for some days. One day, her son got a high fever, which then developed into bubonic plague. The mother was very frightened and uneasy. She thought of leaving for her village and went to Baba in the evening to ask his permission while he was making his evening rounds near the water. She informed him in a trembling tone that her dearest young son was down with plague. Baba spoke kindly and softly to her, saying that the sky is beset with clouds, but they will dissolve and everything will be smooth and clear. So saying, he lifted his kafni, his robe, up to the waist and showed everyone there four fully developed boils as big as eggs, and added, See how I have to suffer for my devotees. Their difficulties are mine. Seeing this unique and extraordinary deed, the people were shown how the saints suffer for their devotees. The heart of the saints is softer than wax. It is soft in and out as butter. They love their devotees without any idea of gain and regard them as their true relatives. Baba's love for his devotees. I shall now close this chapter after relating a story illustrating how Baba loved his devotees and anticipated their wishes and movements. Nana Sahib, who was a great devotee of Baba, was a revenue collector in Kandesh. His devotion to Baba bore fruit, 
as he received a transfer to Pandapur, which he regarded as heaven on earth. As Nana Sahib had to take charge there immediately, he left at once without even writing or informing anybody in Shirdi. He wanted to give a surprise visit to Shirdi, his Pandapur, to see and pranam to his Vitoba, Baba, and then proceed. Nobody knew of Nana Sahib's departure from Shirdi except Baba, whose eyes were everywhere. As soon as Nana Sahib was a few miles outside of Shirdi, there was a stir in the masjid. Baba was sitting and talking with Malsapati, Apashinde, and Kashiram when suddenly he said, Let all four of us sing bhajans. The door of Pandupar is open. Let us sing happily. They began to sing the words of the song together. I have to go to Pandapur and stay there, for it is the house of my Lord. Baba was singing and the devotees followed. Soon after, Nana Saheb came with his family, pranam before Baba, and requested Baba to accompany them to Pandapur and stay with them there. The request was not necessary, as the devotees told Nana Saheb that Baba was already in the mood for going to Pandapur and staying there. Hearing this, Nana Saheb was moved and fell at Baba's feet. Then getting Baba's permission, Udi, and blessings, Nana Saheb left for Pandapur. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all.